you are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Indians. I am your host, Jeff Ellis, formerly of 24-7, formerly of Scott, and formerly of just about every Cleveland sports blog imaginable. I know I did a whole big thing about it. The Indians were overmatched, and I'm laughing because I'm also going to affect the volume here, put it down a little bit. It's looking a little bit high on my level ends. But I kind of went out of my way to show that the Indians were overmatched against the Yankees. Uh, and then they, of course, made me look stupid because I feel like I should just go out and say, like, the Indians are the worst team in baseball. They're going to struggle to win five games the rest of the year because whatever I say, they seem to do the opposite of of late. Uh, this was a, a fun series. It was a fantastic series. Uh, yet I didn't watch all of Sunday because I was watching the Browns game. I know, I know. I should be watching all the Indians games. Uh, it was fun, though, to watch the highlight package and see uh, Garrett Cole with his struggles and his look and him looking at the scoreboard and basically dropping an F-bomb when he saw that He's like, oh, I don't know what I was looking at. I, I, I really don't like Garrett Cole. He, he just, just be honest. Like you saw that you were, both teams you were chasing were, uh, winning, and that's what you were mad about. Don't like, oh, I don't know what I saw. Like we know what you saw. Uh, just, just own up. Just own up, dude. Don't, don't be that dude. Just be honest. Own up, and tell them. Yeah, I looked at the scoreboard. Yes, I'm tracking that. We are a team that is what seven, uh, seven and thirteen in their last twenty. I mean, Garrett Cole is fifteen and thirteen. That's kind of crazy. He's having a very good year. Uh, you know, I, if you listen to Friday's show, I talked about the trade value column, which I thought was very interesting over Fangraphs. I didn't get any feedback, so I hope hope people enjoyed. Uh, but I talked about how I thought Garrett Cole was overrated in those listings. I thought it was weird in those listings in general that contractually things were considered but I don't felt like I did not feel like that was weighed enough maybe because I'm an Indians fan I tend to view it as a higher weighing whereas um, you know at least one of the guys Kevin G who used to work for Houston it's like that's an organization where he was there that uh, that traded for Greinke and Verlander and was not afraid of the big contract so it, it could be that uh, there was also a bit of a shying towards Astros players in general when you looked at those list, which again, I mean, those are the players he helped scout and, uh, you know, he's a special assistant for, uh, you know, his name came up and all the, the stuff with uh, the issues. And that's part of the reason why he's not there anymore. But I, I, I like him as a writer. I like what he does. I thought this was a fun idea, but I'm not sure if I'm being too tainted as someone who's grown up an Indians fan where it's like almost, you know, I, when, outside of what, a little bit of time in the 90s, this has never been a team in my lifetime that's had a top 10 payroll. I don't even think, you know, post-Edwin Encarnacion, I don't think they had a, a when they gave him the biggest con- free agent contract in team history, they had a top 10 payroll. Uh, so I, that that's kind of my mindset on that. But I did enjoy them lining up Garrett Cole for that particular reason. And we're going to go through all of these games. Uh, sorry, they like MLB changed their uh box score look and it really threw me off there if you haven't looked at it well it's they're doing like i don't know you can go check it out i don't like it i don't like their rap because uh, i don't like change well let's start off with friday old friend alert cory kluber zach please in this one uh yes we'll talk about the bieber start 
uh, for the Akron Rubber Ducks, where Akron had to come back uh, to win that game to make the postseason. But it means that Bieber is close to returning. So we'll get into that start as well on the show today. We'll see where we are on time. Uh, if I'm perfectly honest, on Friday's show, I recorded the second segment four times. I don't know if that showed or not. Let me know if it did. And I did different things. But I really wanted to do the preview. And I really wanted to talk about that trade value piece. So I cut out something about uh, prospect rankings that I saw that came out. I cut out some uh, stories about <laughs> me and my interactions with other writers, both positive and negative, about why I like certain writers. It's When you're podcasting by yourself, you can really get off the rails. So I kind of move things around. Uh, I'm not going to make any promises on the show today, but we're going to start. We're going to get through these games. After we get through these, we'll talk about Shane Bieber. And after that, we'll see where we are on time. You, know, you can outline things, but... Uh, as much as I do put together an outline, I, I'm me. I just tend to flights of fancy takeover. But let's talk about this one. Game one, Corey Kluber goes six innings, four hits, two walks, four strikeouts. It's still kind of sad to see him. And it's not like it's sad to see him because uh, I wish he was still in Cleveland. I mean, I do wish he was still in Cleveland. He's having a solid year. He's had his injury issues. It's just sad to see him because... Kluber, you know, if I'm making an all-time my lifetime team, if I'm putting together the best Indian team of my lifetime, I'm going to definitely do this this offseason. Let's just put that away, put that up. I'm going to put together a top 26 uh, my all-time lifetime Indians, guys, and then I will do a my all-time watching life. So uh, players from a certain area that weren't there during my lifetime won't be able to make the cut, but we'll get that together at some point. That's that's something, a good idea for this offseason. Hopefully I'll remember it. But Kluber is definitely in that rotation. His dominance, his run, what he did is just phenomenal. So it's just sad to see him pitch for anyone else. He pitched well. Uh, Mike King came in and did a solid role for them. We talked about Lucas uh, Lutage uh, for them. Uh, got who was I? I was talking, stuck in the Mad Thinker over the weekend, and oh, already blank. Sorry, uh, he's told me he's behind on listening. Uh, oh no, it is Darno. That's how I say the catcher in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, just me and my pronunciations. We know it's a thing. I'm working on it. Uh, to the other listener who talked to me, Corinne Chalk. I'm trying. Uh, I get things stuck in my head. It's very ADD and I get stuck in a, a rut, as it were. But yeah, in this one, Plesak, not his best start. Six innings, seven hits, five earned runs, one walk, six strikeouts. It is a higher strikeout total for him. Two home runs. Nick Wickren. This is something else I was talking about with the Mad Thinker over the, the weekend. Parker and Shaw are free agents. Whitgren is a DFA candidate. The thing is, amongst those three, it, no matter what happens, you're like, okay, Parker and Shaw, even if you plan to like give Shaw a major league contract, you're going to try to wait till after the 40, uh, you know, the 40 man draft. You're going to try to uh, condense spots and hope that maybe, you know, you can have him on a minor league invite to camp that is worth like $2 million if he makes the team. And then once someone is allowed to be added to the DL, you can open up your spots and start playing that juggle game again. That's what could happen. But to get there, you're going to have to let other players go. And because Nick Wickren would be the most expensive of those, just because where he is in the arbitration process, he's just he's pitching his way off this team. He's going to cost... What, I, no one goes down once they've start, entered arbitration. It's always an upward uh, model from that point forward. So, and you just look at him, and I mean, he's probably at like three mil a year, maybe. And I just can't see them doing that. I can't see them giving that much money to him. 
uh, and you see his performances. I've talked about like hoping to see J.C. Mejia out of the pen. Well, it didn't go so well in this one out of the pen. Uh, you know, it, it, I get on Wickram, but I mean, Mejia gave up two home runs in one inning. Uh, should we do just our, there'll be no pitcher player of the game. None of the three stars are coming from the pitchers in this one. And it's hard to, in general, because the Indians only had four hits. Uh, Roberto Perez, uh, Jimenez, Harold Ramirez, Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez had one of the two walks, as well as Roberto Perez. And then Jimenez also was hit by a pitch. So those are your three stars. No extra base hits. So you're going to take Roberto Perez for a hit and a walk, Jose Ramirez for a hit and a walk, and Andres Jimenez because uh, he had a hit and he was hit by a ball. Uh, I also felt like... Of course, I make a big deal about Joey Gallo's struggles, and he has two in this one. Uh, he's up to 37 on the year. Judge had his 35th, and Stanton had his 29th. Uh, they just beat up on the Indians. This was an ugly one. The Indians essentially had, uh, thanks to New York's error, five, seven. They had eight opportunities. To get zero runs on eight opportunities is pretty rare, but when you have no extra base hits, that happens. Uh, they only had two walks, so they only had 13 opportunities, and they got eight runs. That's very high for those 13 opportunities. It was just, you know, this was a not fun game unless you were a Yankees fan. For the Yankees fan, it was great because uh, they've had all their struggles, at, but they beat up on Cleveland this year. You think about when you go back to when the Yankees were really scuffling back in May or June when I had Stacy from Lockdown Yankees on, and we talked about this Yankees team off to, like, their worst start in 30 years or something, and they came to Cleveland and just rocked Cleveland. And that was one of those points where you're like, okay, maybe this year... Uh, isn't going to be a wild card hunt like the year before. And unfortunately, it has not been. But uh, for the Yankees this time, the Indians didn't fix the problem. You know, last time Cleveland was the answer to a scuffling Yankees team, it was not. We're going to take a quick commercial break, come back, talk about the next two games, and talk about Shane Bieber making his first pitch in, what, like three months? Direct TV, you know it, you've heard me talk about it. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part... There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device is required. Content varies by package. We have a new sponsor. You know I always love a new sponsor. Hey, Indians fans. This is Jeff Ellis with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get upside. My listeners are going to make 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code BASEBALL for MLB and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code BASEBALL to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added to your account right away. You can cash out any time to your bank account, PayPal, or as an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just not download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code BASEBALL to get up to $0.50 cents gal- per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code BASEBALL. I'm going to check it out for myself. I'll let you everyone know how it works, but uh, I love myself some savings. Let's... 
Let's talk about the fun games now. Let's get into poor Lucas Gill. And you know, Aaron Savali's first start back did not go well. This one did. Uh, what a outing for him. Six innings, four hits, one walk, four strikeouts, no earned runs. Brian Shaw, Justin Garza. Uh, I don't know how much they love Garza. And I only say this because, again, uh, it's a valuable roster spot. You know, he's come in and filled in admirably, but, I mean, this bullpen, like, let's take a second before we talk about this game anymore. Let's do this real talk. I want to hear from you fans. Outside of Class A, do you feel like anyone in this pen has earned a shot for next year? Do you feel that there's anyone in that bullpen that you feel comfortable with going into next year? Let me know. I Right now, yes, the Indians need outfield help. If they could upgrade first base, I'd be up for it because they still... Bobby Bradley's fine, but he's probably going to be league average. Again, league average sounds spectacular after what they've had the past few years. But, uh, you know, I talked about CJ Cron and that guy being unable to get a job and posting a 120 runs created plus every single year. But I think outside of outfield, bullpen is a, this team's biggest need. And you go through the prospects, and this is, I mean, I've talked about it before on the show. If you go through the players they have drafted or signed internationally, and, well, no, just drafted, I'm sorry, and do the top five relief pitchers by war, and you're looking at guys like David Risky, Paul Shuey, uh, you know, Cody Allen, of course, but it's it's not a good list. Uh, it's not a high-performing list. And then you just look at the recent prospects. Uh, Nick Sandlin hurt again, uh, and that's been his story. I, I think Nick Sandlin you'd probably feel pretty comfortable in with is that eighth inning guy if he could stay healthy. When was the last time he pitched? It's It's been a while. Uh, Trevor Steffen has been incredibly inconsistent, uh, but he's been better than some of the other guys uh, they have back there. But, you know, Kyle Nelson was someone I, I personally put up about the same level as, as Sandlin uh, when Sandlin was scuffling a little bit and, and Nelson was ascending. That hasn't happened. Uh, Francisco Perez is a guy they really haven't given an extended look to. And, I mean, I talked with a lot of people thought he was the number two relief prospect in system. At the end of next year, they have to add Nick uh, Miklojak. They're going to, at some point next year, I believe, put him up there. And he's he's the real deal. And then it just comes down to, let's be honest, most top relievers are failed starters. And that's why you know it might be worth it to see who can transition back there. Or you start someone out as a relief arm and maybe... It, but I'm always nervous about that anymore because for a long time like okay yeah let's just have that you know put Cody Morris in a pen roll have him come up and we'll stretch him out next year how many guys have actually been successfully stretched out so many guys that once they are in that pen roll that's where they stay and it's just not as valuable now at the same side of that coin is Cody Morris is ready to pitch uh you know we'll talk about Eli Morgan likely in the third segment of this show right now with the way this pitching staff is set up there's not a spot for him like him in a bullpen roll might just be what makes the most sense in terms of depth and the situation. So there is that caveat, but at the same time, uh, they still, man, this pen. But Wow. See, me and my tangents. Parker pitches a third of an inning, Garza, because Garza can only get through two-thirds of an inning. Class A has a 9-3. He has one walk, one strikeout. Uh, The Indians managed 12 hits, and they got 11 runs on 12 hits. I don't know if I've ever seen that high of efficiency for them. They also had four walks, so it's not like they had a huge amount. So that's 16 opportunities. Two errors takes you up to 18 opportunities. Uh, And then what? Two hit batters, so 20 opportunities. 11 runs on 20 opportunities. That's still really good. 
uh, for this one. The Yankees had eight and four walks. That's 12 and one hit batter. So that's 13. And they only got three. That's really bad uh, in that one. Who reached base twice? Well, Mercado had a hit and was hit. So he reached base twice. Jose Ramirez had two hit or a walk. I'm sorry, two walks and a hit. So he reached base. And that, I believe, was his 34th home run of the year. Famo Reyes had three hits, including home run number 30. Uh, Harold Ramirez had a walk, and I believe he has hit as well, so he reached base twice. Yu Chen Chang had two hits. Uh, Owen Miller had two hits and a walk. Austin Hedges didn't reach base at all. Jimenez goes two for five, has two hits in this one. So the players who didn't reach base twice, it's just Hedges and Miles Straw. That's it. That That's the entire list. Mercado had a double. Fran Mill and Yu Chen Chang also had doubles. Yu Chen Chang also had a, his eighth home run. He's he's interesting. Like there was a time where I had Yu Chen Chang as the fourth best prospect in the Indian system because he was a league average defender at shortstop, really strong arm, and the power was there. I always believed in his ability to hit for power, and he's hitting for some power. Uh, there was a point I completely wrote him off this roster. I still don't know if he gets through. There could be a team out there that he makes sense as a trade candidate who could be looking at needing a second baseman or a shortstop with some pop. Uh, I, I just, there might be a team who's willing to gamble. You know, you go through and you look at, um, I was trying to think about the, the Angels. Didn't they end up cutting Jose Iglesias and they still don't really have a shortstop? I mean, Yu Chen Chang as, as a team, for you know, being able to keep David Fletcher at third and just getting a guy who can at least be average there defensively with some power potential and movement and there, there's something there with him i'll be curious to see what they do they have so many infield options but it's just you know ideas to float uh let's see so chang's eighth jimenez is third fran mill's 30th and jose's 34th uh fran mill with three hits in this one leading the team in his 30th home run he gets one of the stars aaron Savali with his start gets the other one and then honestly i think i have to give to jose ramirez for his 34th home run and reaching base uh, three times overall with the one hit and the two walks. Uh, it's just a solid performance. Lucas Gill had been kind of the talk of the town with as well as uh, he'd been pitching since he got called up. He only goes four innings, gives up uh, two earned runs, three total runs on four hits, six strikeouts. I say four walks, three hits, six strikeouts. Adam, was it Adam Abreu? I'm trying to remember the pitcher there. Former high-end prospect for them, Albert Abreu. Uh, the Indians light him up. Andrew Haney, uh, man, he's been bad for the Yankees. He has been, he's not been Brad Hand level <laughs> bad where uh, the Blue Jays traded Riley Adams for Brad Hand. And if you missed it, Brad Hand was so bad after that trade, the Blue Jays have already cut him. I think he's with the Mets now maybe. Uh, but Haney's been maybe the second worst acquisition at the deadline so far for any team. Uh, and the Indians beat him up. And again, this is a team now is more left-handed heavy. It's not surprising to me when they're able to lay into a lefty. On the other side of things, uh, I mean, Gary Sanchez hit well for them. Luke Voigt had home run 11. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton had home run 30. Indians just limited it. They limited what uh, the Angels did over the course of this. And the Angels talked about the Angels earlier. They limited what the Yankees did and then took advantage of their own opportunities. And you know, it, for the Yankees, this, this is the beginning of a rough weekend. This is where the Indians would score 11 runs in back-to-back days, and the Yankees would have four total runs over that time. We're going to talk about that third game after our next commercial break. We're also going to talk about Shane Bieber's start Sunday 
in with the Akron Rubber Ducks. Last night, I was tired. I was feeling exhausted. Uh, my daughter turned four on Friday, and it's been kind of, you know, the joy of... It is a joy to watch a child uh, have a party, but it is exhausting. So what did I have last night is my, like, evening snack to keep powering me through. I had a built Bar. I had the Banana Cream Puff, and then I had a Rocky Road. Uh, while you cannot currently get those flavors, right now they are on a sale with their strawberry and orange. They are trying they there's always something fun new and exciting going over at builtbar.com so you can currently get these orders uh, i have a box of orange i prefer the orange to strawberry i'll be honest with you but they're currently um now if i could do some math uh like 20 percent off per box plus then you can still use the promo code locked 15 to get another 15 percent off they are this also means new flavors coming so you always want to be aware paying attention and remember, when you place order, you get the built box, which you can use in combination with the promo code. Just keep that pi- uh, savings piling up. Go to builtbar.com today. Check it out. I, like I said, this is not a product that I just shill. It is a product I buy, I use, I love. Go to builtbar.com. You're going to love it as well. So of arguably any game this weekend, Sunday's game is the one that I thought this is going to be the ugly one. Like I did not have much faith in this game on Sunday. Because Eli Morgan is home run prone. He's had two harder outings of late. This uh, New York team is just loaded with power hitters. This isn't going to go well. Uh, And because of that, of course, it went very well. Eli Morgan, six innings, six hits, one earned run, three strikeouts. He did give up one home run to Giovanni Urshela in the third. It was a solo shot. Uh, Trevor Steffen, who we talked about uh, earlier as a potential part of next year's pen, pitched an immaculate inning. Uh, one inning, three strikeouts. Blake Parker had two hits and two strikeouts. And then Sam Hentges also had an immaculate inning. I, I, over the course of this game, the Indians had in nine innings of pitching. They had eight hits, zero walks, one earned run, and 11 strikeouts. They just dominated the Yankees. 11 strikeouts, eight hits, no walks. Uh, complete opposite. The Indians managed 16 hits, and they had three walks. And the Yankees just continuing to make errors. They had, did they have two in every single game? I'm trying to go back and think. So 16 plus two plus the Indians had their three. Uh, so essentially 22. Because three walks, hit batter. 22 opportunities the Indians scored on roughly 50% of them. The Yankees had eight opportunities and scored on one. So that's one eighth. So, I mean, 12.5%, right? Uh, of their opportunities resulted in runs. Who reached base twice? Well, Bradley Zimmer had a hit, and he was hit, so he did it. Uh, Mercado did not. He just had the one walk. Jose Ramirez went four for five, and I just I can't help. Four for five, and then the other at bat was a walk. Uh, he had his 35th home run of the year in this one. Harold Ramirez goes two for four, uh, had four RBIs, then had a scary moment on the field if you watched or saw the highlights where he's trying to chase down that home run ball, and I don't know... It, so I'm a terrible human being because I just sat there watching it and going like, no, that's, it just shows his lack of awareness. Like he has such bad jump times and in, in the defensive issues that he just doesn't even seem to realize he's right. At, he like jumps into the wall. It's a pretty terrible to look at. Hopefully he's healthy. He was, and he had a strong weekend in general uh, for Harold Ramirez, but it was, uh, a, you know, it wasn't an error because it was a home run, but he, he put himself in in a not he ended up in a not great situation um, just because he didn't know where he was. He didn't realize he was right up against it. Uh, it it's a, how it appeared to me. Miles Straw comes in and gets a hit uh, while playing. Uh, goes one for three. 
I'm not going to say he didn't reach base twice or say that, you know, it was one of the weaker performances because he didn't have the two other at-bats. Um, Yu Chan Chang goes three for five in this one. Roberto Perez goes two for five and has his seventh home run of the year. Jimenez goes two for five. And then you have Ernie Clement goes 0 for four, but does have a walk in this one. But as I talked about at the start of the show, going through and watching highlights, uh, watching condensed game, I was just most amused by Garrett Cole kind of losing it. He's, uh, his struggle, and again, he's had 28 starts. They've won, they're 15 and 13 when he starts. Win-loss is not a good step, but it's interesting that they cannot seem to get their stuff together to support him. And you go down that lineup, you know, DJ LeMayhew, bad was in the leadoff spot. Then Anthony Rizzo, Aaron Judge, Mike Stanton, uh, Luke Voigt, Glybar Torres, Brett Gardner, Giovanni Urshela is batting eighth. Uh, and he's been about league average this year, but still, I, he would be on the Indians hitting probably two. He would be their two hitter. He hits eighth for the Yankees. Uh, it's, it's almost mind-boggling the Indians manage to just, not just beat them, but utterly, completely, and totally destroy the Yankees. Uh, there's no other way for it. They destroyed the Yankees in those second two games. I mean, they, they weren't even contests. They were just, okay, I guess the Indians are going to, uh, you know, make them a not nice word to say. Leave that at that. Who are your three stars? Well, Eli Morgan gets one. Because, again, I didn't think, and you could almost just say the pitching in general, but let's give it to Morgan, who had had back-to-back rough starts. Fantastic day. Continues to do what he does well, which is limit his walks limit the players on base, and be a potentially plus version of Josh Tomlin. Uh, Jose Ramirez, home run 35, and he reached base five times. I don't think we really need to debate that. And then for the last one, it essentially comes down to Chang and Perez for me, uh, because Perez had the home run while Chang had three hits. I'm going to give it to Roberto Perez. I've been rough on him this year. I still think he's someone who may not be long for the Indians, but he goes two for five. And had a home run for them in this one, his seventh of the year. Uh, so those are your three stars for me across the game. And just one more note. How about Eli Morgan in general? 85 pitches over six innings. He's a guy who probably only wants to go six. I really love that they had him go six and then didn't try to turn over that uh, that lineup again. That is a tough lineup. Let's not have him go through it another time. Let's go right to the pen. The pen did their job. But Morgan, 85 pitches, 62 strikes. That's how he's going to stay effective. Uh, the Indians are now a game under 500, 73 and 74. The Yankees are 83 and 67, and a game and a half out of the second wild card, and two and a half back from having, you know, hosting a wild card. Uh, it was uh, again. If you are a Cleveland Indians fan, it's always fun to see the big market struggle. I would still love to see. And I know Toronto is a big market. I don't want anyone saying, you know, coming back, but I, I don't dislike Toronto as much as I dislike. New York and Boston. I'd love it if it was like Toronto and Oakland in that uh, playoff spot instead. It's not going to happen, but uh, I will not be uh, rooting for the Yankees or the Red Sox. I'm sorry if for some reason you're listening and those are your teams. I think it's great if you're a fan of that team. It's just, it's natural to be a fan of wherever you grew up, wherever you have your family ties. I have no issue with that. I think you also have to realize when you are a fan of those teams that you're a fan of you know, the empire. You're a fan of, of the teams that uh, are viewed as kind of the dark side by small market squads. And that's also part of the fun, right? So let's talk about Shane Bieber's start. Uh, this was a huge game for the Rubber Dogs. Huge. They're hosting final game of the year. 
They win, they're in. And you got Shane Bieber on the mound, and it's double A. That should be ideal, right? Well, uh, Bieber goes three and one-third innings. He gives up three hits, two of them home runs, walks one, strikes out four, gives up three earned runs, has uh, an ERA of 8.1 due to that. 57 pitches, 38 strikeouts. Uh, This was kind of a crazy one. So, I mean, you focus on Bieber, of course. But Somerset went up 4 nothing. Then the Rubber Ducks got one in the seventh, and they managed to get four in the eighth to win 5-4 and make the playoffs. It was, uh, what, a three-run home run by Jose Fermin that was set up by Will Will Brennan walked, and then Brian Rocchio got a big hit. Then Fermin went yard, and he's been a beast for them. Levistida, did he have a walk, I want to say? And then he stole a base? So there was No, there was a wild pitch, and he advanced. And then when uh, George Valera hits, uh, gets a single to score that run, and Lavastida, by the way, in the biggest, you know, game of the season for this team with everything on the line, he is the catcher. Bo Naylor DHs. It just again, this isn't me digging at Naylor, who's had a very rough year. You know, the regular season ends and he's got a 188 batting average, a 612 OPS. Lavastida, this is more about praising what he has done, where he is looking like the better defender of those catchers and is hitting across multiple levels and he's the better athlete like he is he's a very good athlete like this this could be a massive find for the Indians and that's why I said I in my groupings he's like sixth seventh best prospect in the Indian system it's like what isn't there to like he has production athleticism defensive value and growth the arm isn't the strongest um and there's gonna be people who tend to look at flash in a pan but again if you listen to this podcast, you know I've been talking about Lavastida since 2019 because statistically he was great even then. He was showing the signs where I was like, this is the helium guy. You know, toot my own horn here. I've been talking about Lavastida and Cody Morris, along with Raymond Burgos, to give you another example. It doesn't always work out as like the big helium names. The guys to know like these are players who you need to know. These are guys who I think have the potential to become top 10 prospects. And that's why Morris and Lavastida... I know they're not top 10 on MLB right now, but they are for me. Uh, do you get worried about Bieber here? No, it's he hasn't pitched in three months. He's going to be rusty. Uh, it is not ideal. He's given up two home runs in a park that is, uh, you know, a pitcher-friendly park. But he, he was giving up home runs. I mean, that's he's always done that. The Indians don't get nervous about high home run rate. We saw that in the draft as well. Like, you would... When there's a fly ball, there are the percentage of outcomes being positive to the pitcher are higher than when it's a ground ball. Ground ball pitchers, there's more chance for errors, for seeing eye stuff. Most balls that go in the air are going to land in a glove. Yes, they also go out of the yard, but there's definitely an approach that says uh, extreme fly ball pitchers, guys who have those high rates, are, are better. And that's what uh, what the Indians seem to be digging into. Now, for the rest of that game, so who ended up picking up the win? Well, uh, Logan Allen, the younger Pitched five innings, four hits, one run unearned, seven strikeouts, another strong performance by him. Uh, essentially, Bieber goes three and a third. Nick Enright comes out, finishes the fourth, and then Logan Allen takes him home. Uh, so a strong performance there as well. I know I didn't leave time in here to uh, to do the Kansas City Royals breakdown, go through position by position, and tomorrow's a double header, so we'll have that to go through, and we'll try to do that. We'll go through and do the... Uh, my kind of more traditional look at uh, 
you know, positional advantage and see where it stands. We'll, we'll roll that in a Monday show as well as talking about uh, the performance in those double headers. They have four against Kansas City. And then after that, they have five against the White Sox because of makeup day. So it's a, they have double double headers this week on Monday and then two against on Thursday. So there's going to be a lot of movement on roster. I would not be shocked if Cody Morris, who we talked about at the beginning of the show, gets added because they're going to need uh, a starter. And I believe Columbus is out of the playoffs anyways. Uh, so it's what Akron and Lake County are still standing. I could be wrong there. But uh, the other thing is we don't have, I don't believe we've had, at least as of recording, I have not seen who's announced for the second game of the double header. Tristan McKenzie will pitch the starter. And uh, we'll have all of that fun and more on tomorrow's show. I've been Jeff Ellis. This has been the Locked in Needs Podcast. Remember to rate and review, download daily. It helps. Uh, for the next year, go Tribe. After that, go, go Guardians, go.